Hello, welcome to another episode of Forgotten Cello Music. This is coming to you from Traveling Cello. I'm Aaron. Today is episode 14. On the agenda is Hugo Becker. I will be doing a reading from Violoncellisten der Gegenwart in Wort und Bild, published 1903 in Hamburg. For those who are joining me or don't know a lot about what I have talked about already, I would like to describe the podcast briefly. It's really a personal enjoyment of my own, and I thought it would be personally edifying for myself to undertake something like this. It's, it's kind of like a self-directed um, post-graduate program, I guess, if you will, but with less um, direction, <laughs> quite a lot of freedom, and maybe not as well put together. Well, definitely not as well put together, uh, but it's, it's always been an interesting... It's always been a field of interest of mine. Uh, this podcast is all about cello and cello music. More specifically, it's about forgotten cello music by cellists who are composers. Now, I don't limit myself to just cellists who are composers, but I do branch out to forgotten cello music in general. Uh, I can think off the top of my head some music that I would really like to do. Uh, Anton Rubinstein wrote two cello sonatas that are extremely worthy of being uh, played and performed these days. Uh, number one, I think, is done a little more often. I can think of one major uh, performer who has recorded it, that being Isserlis. To put it more specifically, I am playing music that has been forgotten to history. It's been neglected by the majority of cellists. It just isn't being played, nor is it being taught. My goal is to play as much forgotten cello music as I can. It's a very broad, unspecified goal other than playing forgotten cello music. I make daily video uploads, and you can find me at Traveling Cello on my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, um, Instagram account, and I write about it in my WordPress blog, Traveling Cello. The format of these podcasts are generally that I introduce a cellist composer first. And then I proceed to read a selection from old sources, such as Violoncellisten der Gegenwart, cellists of the present. Now you know a little bit more about the specifics of my podcast and how I do it, why I do it. On to Hugo Becker. Why have I chosen Hugo Becker? Well, 
One reason is that he is included in Violoncellist in der Gegenwart. And I originally thought about reading all 100 of the cellists, but quickly realized that would be an incredibly huge undertaking, and I will pick and choose as I deem necessary or just because I think it fits into the scheme of things. Unfortunately, Hugo Becker, who died in 1941, does not have any of his early compositions uploaded to INSLP or anywhere else that I can find uh, that are in the public domain. Now, his music doesn't seem to have been published much at all, and if it had been, it was forgotten completely because I'd never have heard anything by Becker. Here are three reasons that I chose Becker in this case. In the bio, he says that he wrote lots of music. Okay, that's great. I hope someday that I can find some of his music. Uh, that would make him a cellist of forgotten cello music. Number two, he has arranged and edited most of the masterworks, um, one prime example being the six suites for solo cello. I've seen and taken a look at the edition that he made, but I never used it to study, to learn or relearn any of the suites. And someday I think it would be interesting to find out, based on the bio, find out what he did and why he did it, because he seems to be quite an influential cellist. And number three, he seems to have made it a very large and significant influence on how the cello was played. He wrote and co-authored a book over 200 pages long titled, uh, in English translation, Mechanics and Aesthetics of Cello Playing. Um, this also seems to have made quite an impression on cello technique and musical approach. It's a detailed exploration into cello playing and covers every possible eventuality that is in technique and uh, how you interpret music. There are many, many illustrations and musical examples. I have not read the whole thing. I can find a copy in German, and it takes me quite a bit longer to read things in German. However, it is 200 pages long, so even in English, I would not really be able to scan it and retain that much for the purpose of this podcast. However, someday I would wish to read some excerpts for my own edification. On to the reading selection. Hugo Becker. This can be found on pages 10 and 11 from Violoncellisten der Gegenwart in Wort und Bild. Today I am going to read in German first. Heute werde ich auf Deutsch zuerst vorlesen. Dieser weltberühmte Künstler wurde am 13. Februar 1864 zu Straßburg im Elsass geboren und empfing den ersten Unterricht in Klavier und Violine von seinem Vater, dem berühmten Geiger und Gründer 
des zu Weltruf gelangten Florentiner Quartetts Jean Becker. Neun Jahre alt geworden, zog es ihn mehr und mehr zum Violoncell und übernahm der ausgezeichnete Cellist Kanut Kündiger in Mannheim seine Ausbildung, während der eigene Vater ihm Unterricht in der Theorie erteilte. Nachdem er ein Jahr lang in der Mannheimer Hofkapelle gewirkt, studierte er bei Friedrich Grützmacher in Dresden noch einige Monate. Während der Theorie- und Kompositionsunterricht von Karl Hess erhielt. Nach Hause zurückgekehrt übernahm der Vater die weitere musikalische Fortbildung des Sohnes und von ihm lernte der junge Künstler auch die Kunst, auf dem Cellogeige zu spielen. Seinen ersten Ausflug in die Welt unternahm Becker im Jahre 1880 als Mitglied des Familienquartetts Becker, welchem eine Tournee mit den Geschwistern als Trio-Vereinigung folgte. Diese Reisen erstreckten sich über fast ganz Europa. 1882 fand Becker in London Gelegenheit, viel mit Piatti zu verkehren, was nicht ohne günstigen Einfluss auf seine Kunst blieb. Von 1884 bis 1886 war er Solo-Violoncellist des Frankfurter Opernorchesters und wurde Mitglied des Hermannschen Streichquartetts, zu dessen Hauptkräften er noch jetzt zählt. Vor ungefähr acht Jahren nahm Becker eine für ihn mit ganz besonderen Privilegien verbundene Stellung als Leiter der Celloklassen und als Lehrer für Kammermusik am Dr. Hochschen Konservatorium an und erhielt 1896 den Titel eines königliches preußischen Professors. Daneben ist er Kammervirtuos. In fast allen Ländern Europas ist Becker wiederholt mit außerordentlichem Erfolge aufgetreten. Alljährlich ist der Gast in London, Paris, Wien und anderen Kunstzentren. Und im Jahre 1901 hat er auf einer größeren Tournee durch die Vereinigten Staaten von Nordamerika Triumphe gefeiert, wie sie wohl nur selten einem Künstler vergönnt sind. Hugo Becker besitzt aber auch alle Meistereigenschaften, eine nie versagende Technik, tadellose Bogenführung, ein fein ausgebildetes Gefühl für Rhythmus und Phrasierung, sowie hohe künstlerische Intelligenz und quellende Empfindung im Vortrag. Er vereinigt in seiner Kunst die Vorzüge aller berühmten Vironcell-Vituosen und man kann ihn im Anschluss an Hans von Bülow als würdigen Nachfolger Davidovs, des hochberühmten Altmeisters des Vironcells, bezeichnen. 
aber auch als Komponist und als solcher von besonderem Geschmack hat Becker sich erwiesen, schon von seinem 15. Lebensjahre an komponierte er. Außer einem großen Teil seiner noch nicht veröffentlichten Werke kennen wir durch Druck sein Cellokonzert Opus 10, von Fachpresse und Künstlerschaft besonders günstig beurteilt. Variationen und andere Cellostücke And now for the translation into English, Cellus of the present in word and picture. Hugo Becker, pages 10 to 11. This world-famous artist was born in Strasbourg on February 13, 1864, in Alsace, and received his first piano and violin lessons from his father, the famous violinist and founder of the internationally renowned Florentine Quartet, John Becker. At nine years old, he was drawn more and more to the violoncello. The excellent cellist Knut Kündiger took over his training in Mannheim, while his own father gave him theory lessons. After working in the Mannheim Court Orchestra for a year, he studied with Friedrich Grutzmacher in Dresden for a few months, while he received theory and composition lessons from Karl Hess. On returning home, his father took over further musical training of his son, and from him the young artist also learned the art of playing the violin on the cello. Becker undertook his first excursion into the world in 1880 as a member of the Becker Family Quartet, which was followed by a tour with his siblings as a trio association. These trips extended over almost all of Europe. In London in 1882, Becker found many opportunities to meet Piatti, which was not without a positive influence on his art. From 1884 to 1886, he was solo cellist of the Frankfurt Opera Orchestra and became a member of the Hermann String Quartet, which he still counts among his main strengths. About eight years ago, Becker took on a position associated with very special privileges for him as head of the cello classes and as teacher of chamber music at the Dr. Hoch Conservatory and received the title of Royal Prussian Professor in 1896. In addition to that, he is an excellent chamber musician. In nearly every country of Europe, Becker has performed repeatedly with extraordinary success. He is a guest in London, Paris, Vienna, and other centers of art annually, and in 1901 he undertook a major tour of the United States of America with celebrated triumphs, which are seldom granted to an artist. Hugo Becker possesses all of the master skills, a never-faltering technique, an impeccable bowing skill, a finely developed feel for rhythm and phrasing, as well as the highest artist in intelligence and feeling in speech. He combines the merits of all the famous cello virtuosos in his art, and following Hans von Bülow, he can be described as a worthy successor to Davidoff, the highly famous old master of the violin cello. Becker has also, however, proven himself as a composer, that, being one of a particular taste, already at the age of 15, he was composing music. Through printing, we know his cello concerto opus 10, judged particularly successful by the press and artists, 
variations, and other pieces for cello. Besides those, there is a large portion of his works that have not been published. There you have it. Based on this bio, uh, which was written while he was still living, obviously, since it was published in 1903 and he died in 1941, he still had many years of successes in front of him and influence. He had already composed many things, uh, starting with the at the age of 15. Um, it would be interesting to see what his compositional style was. Um, so unfortunately, for that matter, this episode will not feature anything by the cellist composer, and it will feature much less. Most of this episode will be without music. The beginning and the end will feature James Hook duets for two cellos. That brings us to the end of episode 14. Thank you for listening. Auf Wiedersehen, and see you in the next episode.